1: you have to be happy with yourself you have to have hope in your heart that you're going to find someone who's going to love you just the way you deserve to be loved it's not fair that that person that you were with was not able to give you all the love that you deserve and it's not fair if that person made you feel like you didn't deserve the type of love that you wanted we all deserve to be loved and there's always going to be someone out there for us that's going to love us exactly the way we're meant to be loved (laughs) And welcome to another episode of Too Tired To Be Crazy with me, the one and only, (laughs) no one loves me more than I love me, Violet Benson. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. I'm having (laughs) the worst day ever. (laughs) So I'm just trying to make jokes, you know, every time everything's fine. I had an allergy attack. My eyes, under eyes swelled up so bad, so freaking bad. And you know why? I didn't, by the way, I didn't even start this up as a proper, but it's okay. Um, It's because as much as I love giving advice, I hate talking about my problems. So I don't know if you're like me, but I internalize everything. And then when things happen, I'm always like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. And then I just try to, you know, to go on with my life in a positive way. Cause I just believe that I don't want negative emotions in my life. And so I just will push the negative emotions away and I'll be like, oh, it's fine. Everything's fine, you know, onward, only onward for me. And then you know what ends up happening? My body gets sick because my body cannot carry all of those negative emotions because I need to unpack them. That is literally why we go to therapy. That is literally why I tell you guys go to, ther- to, to go to therapy. That is literally why I have this podcast to help you guys feel good. And then I always neglect myself. And I feel like this conversation happens with you guys my BFFs, my baddies, literally every couple of months or like every other month, I'm like, hey, guys, uh, I never told you, but I was depressed. By the way, I was I'm not feeling depressed this time. But I think I was taking on a lot of emotional reckoning, holding it all in. And then finally, my body just said, bitch, I've had enough of you. You only have one body and you do not respect me. So I am going to just make your life the worse. And you know what, what my body did to me? Last night, I had a dick appointment. Yeah. Well, I had to cancel my dick appointment after I shaved my whole body, including my booty hole. Yeah, you know, I love talking about my booty hole. I've seen some comments saying like, dude, will she ever stop talking about her butthole? I don't think so because it's my favorite hole. Okay. I like, I like my mouth hole too. Actually, my vagina hole is pretty chill too, but it's been pretty unused. As you know, I haven't had sex in a year and a half. No, a year and some months. (laughs) My Adderall just kicked it. (laughs) Sorry, I'm losing it. (laughs) So anyway, last night I was supposed to have a dick appointment. Finally, I said, fork this. I need to get laid. It's good for my health. I want to take care of my health. And it's good to have orgasms, not just by yourself, but with someone else too. Especially if it's someone you're not trying to date. Because you know how I say, if you're trying to date somebody, don't suck their dick. If you're not trying to date that person, I mean, don't suck their dick until you're exclusive and it's, you're the only girl sucking his dick. But if you're not trying to date this person and you just want get, to get it in, get yours, get that dick. And that's what I was planning on doing. Had a bad day. Decided to have a dick appointment last night. And then out of nowhere, my eyes start to itch. I was like, that's weird. I'm probably just getting eczema because I've been getting eczema lately, like more than often i under my eyes. And nope, boom. I look in the mirror. I looked like a blowfish. My eyes start to swell up. I had to take so much Benadryl. I couldn't find my EpiPen. Um, I had to cancel my dick appointment after I shaved my whole body and put lotion everywhere and sparkles inside my bottle. <laughs> side i put like i put like lotion with sparkles it's um from like rihanna's like new collection on like my chest and uh i figured out the correct lighting in my room where like you can still see my body but you can't see the cellulite because it's not too light but it's also not too dark i created my little sex playlist yeah i haven't had sex in so long i was just like this has to be perfect i was sitting thinking of my outfit i was like texting super chill no probably aggressively But to me, it felt chill. And then I was just like, actually, never mind. I'm going to bed. And he was like, is everything okay? I was like, yeah, it's fine. I have to go to bed. (laughs) And he tried to FaceTime me. And I was like, no, it's fine. I just can't talk right now. I'm like in the bath. But really it was because I look like a scary-ass blowfish. I took a bunch of Benadryl and I passed out. In the morning, um, I still looked pretty terrible, but it's been going down. So this is literally why. And I've talked this about episodes before, so I feel like such a dumb-dumb. It's like, I know better, but I've said this before. The way we take care of our physical health, we should do the same with our emotional health and our mental health because it's just as important. And I think it's so much easier said than done because I wasn't listening. I wasn't paying attention to my body. I wasn't paying attention to my emotions. I was putting it all aside. I was like, it's not important because I have a new show on Netflix to watch or I'm just going to sit and read all the comments that are telling me to go kill myself (laughs) instead of focusing on my mental health. Because that's the thing. When you feel like a little bit in a rut or whatever you're going through, you end up being more drawn to negativity or to drama and things like that because you get that feeling of excitement, the like highs and the lows versus when you are everything's going well in your life or just mundane, you just get bored. You're like, I need some excitement. Let me just start something. But like I said, I've discussed in my old episodes, the same way we take care of our physical selves. Like if we get injured physically, we break our leg, we, we have a scuff on our knee, we, I don't know, injure our arm, whatever it is. You don't go out there the next day and keep playing soccer or go out to the club when you're in in crutches. You stay home and you heal. And we don't do the same thing with ourselves emotionally. So when something happens that's traumatic or maybe it's not that big of a deal, but for whatever reason, it opened an old wound in your heart. We have to sit down and like take care of it. And we have to talk about it. And I'm literally giving you this advice by trying to give it to myself as I'm saying it. We have to talk about it because it's almost like carrying a heavy backpack in school and they keep putting more books into that backpack and more books and more books. And if you don't unload all those books from your backpack, eventually you won't be able to move. And it's the same thing with our emotions. We have to be able to unload our emotions. We have to be able to talk about them, to process them and to heal from them. And if we don't take care of ourselves emotionally, the way we do physically by taking a step back, being like, you know what, I can't go out tonight because I need to cry by and listen to Taylor Swift for seven hours, but that's what I got to do for me or no drugs for me because I need to take care of my body, you know, or you know what, it's time for me to sleep more or even me. I need to drink more water. I need to eat more vegetables and fruits. And it just sucks as you get older, like your body is just not what it used to be, but your body is your only, is your number one home. It's your only temple. And we have to take better care of our body. I feel like I am the perfect example of it because on the outside I look fine and I act fine. But then when I don't talk about my feelings or even if, even those smallest things, those small little things become big things. And then it gets heavy. And then it affects me physically, my body. And that's what happened last night. I missed on that dick because I had an allergy attack because my immune system was low because I wasn't taking care of myself and it sucks. So don't be like me, eat your fruits and vegetables so you can get that dick, okay?
0: (laughs) What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Oh, also, before we start this episode, one last thing I forgot to announce. Duh! I may have not gone any dick, but I am opening reopening my daddy issues shop i'm so excited you guys have been asking me for merch for the longest time and i finally found like the perfect partners and we are now like creating the website i'm like prepping the photo shoot figuring out like the designs for all that stuff so that's kind of been exciting and it will be opening up again with merch brand new merch the end of this month aka the end of june i'm really excited um i think if you guys go on shop daddyissues.com you can subscribe um just put in your email and you can subscribe so you don't miss it when it launches but it's going to have to try to be crazy merch daddy issues merch because that's my og shit and also cute little thongs i don't know it's going to be a lot of things it's going to be also things i have to do with bad bitch boot camp but all in good time I'm so excited for it. I'm actually even more excited now mentioning it to you guys. And also I feel like it should be something around, you know, I've named you guys baddies. I don't know if you've noticed because I don't say it enough, but maybe it can be some merch with bodies. But so if you guys have any ideas of what you want to see in my shop, then you know, just DM me on tutart to be crazy on Instagram and let me know. Okay. Moving on, today's episode is all about getting over someone you maybe never actually dated, which I feel like is kind of what it's like to date these days (laughs) where you're not official, but you hang out every single day. And then eventually when you're like, what are we? And the guy's like, what? Babe, my fish died 17 years ago. Like I'm still healing. I'm not ready for anything right now. And you're just like, okay, so us on vacation with your parents right now doesn't mean anything. And he's like, no, And you're like, wait, are you still seeing other people? And he's like, yeah, are you not? And you're like, I will now. (laughs) And then he's like, well, I think maybe we should start seeing other people. And then you're like, okay. And he's like, no, I mean, we should only start seeing other people and not each other. And then you're like, oh my God, you're breaking up with me. You're breaking up with me on my birthday while we're on vacation with your parents. And he's like, yeah. Do you want to have sex right now? (laughs) It's a whole scenario. Um, I don't know why I have so much energy. (laughs) You know what? I have so much energy because sometimes when I hit a little low point, when I finally kind of get back up a little from it, I just feel so thankful. Like seeing my face last night to seeing it now. Now I just now I look ugly. Last night, I looked like a blowfish, not even human. Today, I just look a little ugly with eczema on my eyes. What a blessing. So, yeah, I'm going to play you. Um, one of our old episodes, we're going to reshare because a lot of you guys have been asking me on how to get over somebody, you know, you never actually dated. So I'm going to give you nine steps to get over that fuck boy that's ruining your life. And I'm also going to answer some of your questions, like things that you didn't know about me, what to do if you've been rejected. And also I'll tell you all about how daddy issues affected my love life in a negative way. Shocker. So I'm pretty sure... We're going to be best friends by the end of this episode. If we're not, then I need to speak to the manager because that is unacceptable. <laughs> anyway, you guys, I love you. hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to check out my sponsors. And I hope you have a beautiful day. And don't forget to take care of your body. Don't be like me and miss out the only dick appointment you've had in a year, almost and a half. And of course, if you're feeling... Um sweet and you want to leave me a nice review by scrolling down in my podcast to see the review area then please leave me a review. And I can't wait for my shop to open up shopdaddyissues.com end of this month and I think that's all so yeah let's get started. <laughs> This episode is more of a Q&A. It's just a one-on-one. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to have a podcast. And if you guys enjoy this episode where I answer a lot of your questions, whether it's about my life or also just dating and relationship advice, then let me know and I'll make sure to make more of these episodes. Okay. You guys asked me, what are five things that no one knows about you? Number one, um, I'm dyslexic and Part of a lot of people that also have dyslexia were also, a lot of us, for some reason, we end up being deaf in one of our ears. I literally Googled this. It's a fact. So I'm also deaf in my left ear. I never, I didn't realize I was deaf in my left ear. I'm legally deaf. I could hear a little bit. I, I didn't realize I was deaf in my left ear until one time I saw my sister um, pick up her phone and she was talking on the phone. She switched it from her right ear to her left ear. And I was so surprised how she was able to talk on the phone on her left side, because I guess I just assumed since I'm a, you know, a right-handed person, everything, everything on my right side is better. So I just assumed your hearing would be better on your right side. So stupid. I know, but I was a child. So when I saw my sister talk on her left side, on her left ear on the phone, I was like, wait, Karen, how do you do that? Like, I don't get that. And she was like, what, what are you talking about? And I was like, you can... You can talk normally on that side. Like I'm so confused. And that's when I found out that I can't hear my left ear. I did some tests. I was, I they did tell me I was legally deaf in my left ear, but I just never cared to have a hearing, hearing aid or anything like that. Um, yeah. And as for being dyslexic, a lot of people get mixed up between being dyslexic and ADHD. They're, they can be very similar. Um, I do have both. And the... The cool thing about being dyslexic, like, I think it just makes people like me more creative. And I just think I think outside the box a lot of the time and I'm just way more creative. But there are so many negatives to being dyslexic. I I always say I don't have sense of time. And a lot of times people say, oh, my God, yeah, me too. But I'm like, no, I literally don't have sense of time. Like my brain literally doesn't see time, which means... For other people, it feels like a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday. For me, a whole week just feels like a really long day with naps. So I don't know how to explain it. When I say I don't have a sense of time, it means I could see someone yesterday, but the days are so long for me that it feels like that, that today, I, I would think I saw that person like three days ago. I can't process the fact that it was actually yesterday. And then I end up always being late to everything because I get distracted (laughs) with my ADHD. And um, I can miss people faster because I think it's been forever since I've seen them, even if I just saw them. Um, Things like that. Next, I was born in St. Petersburg, Russia. When I was one, we moved to Israel. And then when I was 14, my family and I won the green card lottery and we moved to America. English is my third language. It wasn't so easy to learn it. But I managed through it. I think I used to have less of an accent than I do now. I think eventually, the past couple of years, I just stopped caring about swallowing my words to sound more American. So I think sometimes my accent comes out because I just gave up. Um, but that, the thing about speaking a couple of languages is that you end up not being good in any language. (laughs) So like you end up not being fluent in literally anything, which is really funny. Next, I graduated university when I was 20 years old and I have two degrees in business law and accounting. And I used to be an accountant before I became daddy issues. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know that about me, but I'm very proud of my degrees. I am I do regret not finishing my CPA exams. I uh, I took two. I passed the business one, uh CPA exam and also the um tax one, and I had two more to go, but then I started daddy issues and I didn't finish my CPA exams, which is um disappointing, you know. I regret that. Next about me is that <laughs> I actually used to tutor math. A lot of the sex with people are not good at math. I am my father is an engineer and he's so good at math. He would win math competitions in Russia and, with math, but he can see numbers in front of him. I can't see that. I'm dyslexic. So I'm a very visual person. So I have to write it down to see something. Um, so, but I am still really good at math. I think that's one thing growing up. I always felt like the dumbest person in the room. A lot of the times when it came to English and just other subjects, because I just, I don't know. I didn't feel as smart as other people. But then when it came to math, I would just open a book and just look at an example and it felt like a poem. Like it just, it felt like this riddle and it just made sense to me. Like, like I can't explain it. Like these numbers, like I, all I would need to do is look at an example and that's how I know how to solve a problem. And once I realized that math came easily to me, I started to tutor math, um, sophomore year of high school and I continue it all throughout. After college. So I tutored from high school math up to college calculus, BC. And I would charge between a hundred to two hundred dollars an hour for calculus, for college calculus, because that was the only math um, subject that I wasn't able to just show up and look at an example and know the answer. I would actually need to study the, um, the chapter the night before, before I would tutor because calculus. Is really, really hard. But all the other math subjects always came easily to me, except, of course, math um, word problems. Word problems were always hard for me. But anything that had to do with numbers, it just felt like this beautiful poem. And it always made sense. And there was always a conclusion. And there was always a right or wrong answer. And I just love that. And it was the only time that I felt smart. And I think that's why I tutored math, because it made me feel good about myself, because everything else made me feel bad about myself. <laughs> The last thing that I would say about me that I don't want to get into it, and I'll talk about another time, something very personal to me is that I was born with a birth defect. I was bullied for that through my whole childhood. It took me years to get over being bullied for it and to fix it and to feel good about myself, I would say. I only felt confident with myself only the past couple of years. And I mean, I can tell even by my voice that I'm so uncomfortable talking about it. But, you know, eventually I want to talk about it and what it felt like to go through all that. But um, I don't want to talk about it right now because there's just so much more I want to get into. Because you guys asked me so many questions and I just really want to get into them. OK, so this question is... Somebody asked me, what is the best breakup advice you've ever gotten? I wrote eight steps on how to get through a breakup. So this is for all the questions that I got to getting through a breakup, whether it's somebody that you didn't actually date, but you're still heartbroken or, or your first love or someone that you've been trying to get over, but you just can't figure out how to get over them. And just like you just, and I know that feeling that you, you think in that moment, you feel like I will never find love again this was it. Why doesn't this person love me? Like I've talked about this before. We're meant to get our heart broken a million times until we find the right person. That's just how it works. But I wrote eight steps to getting over someone. Number one, cut communication. Okay. So like every through every breakup, there's always that one person that suggests to be friends usually whoever dumped you is the one that's like, hey, let's be friends. And you, and that person's basically saying like, hey, um, let's be friends, aka let's fuck at 2am sometimes when I feel like it and then I'm going to ghost you. So no, don't put yourself through that misery. Say no to being friends. Be good to your mental health. You don't need that. Now, if you're that type of person, which I'm like that, the drunk text... <laughs> and you love to drink, and you love to drunk text, delete his fucking number. You do not want to end up outside of this guy's house, screaming his name, begging for him to take you back while he's banging his, like, I don't know, roommate's girlfriend. Like, you don't want to put yourself through that. It's embarrassing. It's shameful. Don't do it. So what I do after a breakup, I 100% delete the person's number. And if you feel like you're, you, you're going to text them or they're going to text you, then block his number. I'm telling you, I know you're dying to hear from that person, but for your own mental health, take, a few, take some time for yourself. If you think you're going to stalk him and everything, unfollow that person on everything. I think it's so stupid and it's a weird ego thing where you were like, well, I feel like it's so childish to unfollow, so I'm not going to unfollow. Like, No, that person broke your heart. You don't want to fucking see them on your feed every single day. Like unfollow them, do yourself a favor, like let them go. And then when you unfollow that person, don't go out there and make fake accounts. Bitch, I know who you are. I know you're out there because I do it and my friends do it. Don't make some dumb fake accounts. So then you you get all dramatic. You unfollow this person, even block him. And then you make a fake account just so you can stalk him and feel bad about yourself. Like, I don't know why we purposely look at things that we know is going to hurt us. Trust me, I do that. Every time I stop talking to a guy, I follow them on my fake account. I came my Finsta and then all day I check to see all the pictures they're liking. It is so time consuming (laughs) and it's not worth it. I I've never had a moment in my life that I was like, this is so good for me. I'm so happy this is happening right now. Like, no, it makes me miserable and it ruins my day. So don't do that. Okay. Number two. (laughs) I know it sounds like a silly advice, but it's very important that you deal with your feelings. You have to feel all of your feelings. And, you know, this is your time to have as many breakdowns as you want because people are going to be understanding. You know, it's more weird if you don't deal with your feelings. And then a year later, you have a random breakdown at like Starbucks because somebody spelled your name wrong and you're just crying about it. It's like, bitch, you've been single for a year. Like, get over it. You know, like if everyone knows you just broke... You guys broke up now. Like, this is your time to be the drama queen you're allowed to be. So, you know, go have a breakdown at the DMV because you took an ugly picture or like <laughs> show up at a random wedding that you weren't even invited to. Give a speech about the bride and the, and the groom and just have a meltdown and just keep crying until people are like, who the fuck invited this bitch? It's your time. You deserve it. Feel all your feelings. I'm telling you, I know it feel. it looks cool to pretend like you have no feelings and that's fine on the outside no one needs to know that you're completely broken down but on the inside you have to deal with your feelings you have to cry you have to talk about it with your friends like let it all out you will heal from being so broken, trust me. That's the only way, in my opinion, to get over someone is to deal with your feelings. That's always why all of your exes always come back because they're the ones that never fully dealt with all their emotions while you actually cry to all of your friends. So I'm just saying. Number three, get a hobby. And no, getting a hobby does not mean stalking your ex-boyfriend on all social media. I've done that before. It's a very time-consuming hobby, but again, not good for your mental health. So getting a hobby is like you start doing yoga or you volunteer, you do charity or masturbate. If that helps, I don't know. Masturbate and then cry. Do number two and three together. <laughs> cry a lot while masturbating is your hobby, but do something, I'm serious. Like one of my breakups, I remember I um, I got into yoga and I was just doing yoga nonstop. And after every um, the end of every session, when the um, yoga instructor gives you advice, I would just like, she'd be like, open your heart and then do a little prayer and blah, blah. And I'd be like, <laughs> and I would just be crying through it. And it really, you know, helped me. So a hobby really does help. It just basically means keep yourself busy. Um, number four, don't react. If you get dumped out of nowhere or you even saw it coming and A, reacting is either you beg him back, don't do that because are you, do you really want to be that person that begs somebody to love them? You deserve more than that. So, and don't go crazy because honestly, a lot of times in the breakup, the guy expects you to go crazy after you guys go through a breakup. He expects you to like overreact. And Ola does, it validates his decision and it makes him feel good that you want him so much. So don't react. Continue doing literally the same schedule you were always doing. Don't start posting 7,000 Instagram stories about a breakup and finding the one. And if he loves you, he will come back because trust me, that will only push the person away. If anything, make him wonder what you're up to. If it's too hard for you to be posting as if your life is still going on, then just don't post anything. Make him wonder what you're doing. You know, Make him reach out to you and you don't have to respond. And when I also say don't react, I also mean like if you run into him at a bar and you're drunk, don't make a scene or like try to suck his dick in the bathroom. You know, like that's a reaction. And I don't want you to do that. Like, don't end up with his penis in your mouth. Okay. Don't give him the satisfaction. Next. Um, number five is get your ass out of the house. That part is really hard. I know when I used to go through a breakup, I would always want to sulk in my sorrows and just like eat so much and cry nonstop about why someone doesn't love me. And if anything, it just made me more sad and depressed. And I feel like, It took me then longer to get over someone. Um, I think the best advice is to get those titties out there and, you know, party out. And if you're not ready to to have two party tits, you know, just get one titty out there to have that titty party. You know what I'm saying? Like, try to get yourself out of the house. If you're not ready to have those little (laughs) party tits, (laughs) shake those titties. You know, if you're not ready for that, then... Then have friends come over, go over to your friend's house, but somehow be with your friends confined in them because I'm telling you, you will not survive a heartbreak without your friends. You need your friends. If you don't have any friends, call your mom. She will not judge you. She will be there for you. So go to your friends, go to your mother, talk to them, cry to them. Make sure that you're not always alone. It will make you feel better. Trust me. Okay. The next one is... Oh, maybe I, maybe it's nine nine things. Next one is to find a rebound. You know, if you're into getting your pickle tickled, then join a dating app. Get yourself a rebound guy. Let this dude show you what a real orgasm feels like while he bangs all those pesky feelings you're harboring for your ex right out of your vagina. Do that for yourself, okay? The best way to get over someone is to get under someone. Trust me. Unless you're a stage five cleaner like me, then don't do it. Get a cat. For me, finding a rebound never works because I get attached the minute anyone enters me. And then I'm literally grieving two guys instead of one. So it's like makes it even worse for me. And I'm like on a double shift of stalking two guys on Instagram. And I literally have no time for work because like, it's like, you know, I'm putting all my time into stalking. So don't do that. If you are somebody who gets attached, one of my hardest breakups, somebody I was on and off with for seven years, and I finally needed to let him go, my rebound was getting a pet. getting a cat for me was kind of like the final straw to really any type of emotions that I have for my ex like it just went away because i moved I moved all my love to, towards this cat, and um in the beginning, the cat didn't even like me which which felt like I was dating my ex again so you know, it it worked out. <laughs> Maybe that's what helped me. Um, <laughs> but now my cat loves me. I, I you know she loves me. Okay. Number seven, forgive your ex. Um, I know this one also doesn't make sense. And no, I'm not saying to write a seven page letter to your ex and then contact him because you're trying to find a reason to reach out to him. And then you guys meet up and you guys have anal and then you have to like re-listen to this whole podcast on how to get over him again. No, when I'm saying to forgive your ex, what I really mean is that as long as you're going to hate someone like your ex... You're harboring so many emotions and you will never be able to let him go as long as you're holding on to those emotions because the opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. And in order to get to indifference, you have to let go. You have to accept the fact that you can no longer change what happened. And you have to accept the fact that it's over and that you, you gave it your best. And you have to try to remember who you were before this person came into your life because at one point in your life, you were able to function your whole life without this person there. And then this person came into your life and you got used to that person being there. And now you have to go back to being used to without that person. That's really hard, you know? Especially if that person was a part of your life for so long, or maybe even not that long, but he made you feel a certain way. So you have to go back to remembering what it was like when that person wasn't there and forgive yourself that you couldn't, in quote unquote, make it work between you two. It's not your fault and it's not his fault you guys are probably not meant to be together. and you know, appreciate the time you guys had together, but also be okay with accepting that it's over now and there's nothing you can do to change it. Number eight is trust that time heals. And I know this one is such a cliche and it's really annoying, but it's true. Time really does heal. Don't be upset with yourself if it takes you longer than your friends to get over a heartbreak, regardless how long you've been through in the relationship, whether it's a one month breakup or you're with this person for two years, for seven years, it doesn't matter. You have to give your heart as much time as it needs to heal. Everyone heals differently and that's okay. Okay. The next one is to love yourself. I think I'm pretty sure that's the last one. Yeah, it is. Loving yourself is very important, especially after a breakup, because I know whenever I end it with someone or someone ends it with me, and I've talked about it before, I completely lose who I am as a person. I like forget who I am. And I feel like I'm acting completely differently. And I just feel lost because the breakup completely breaks me because it makes me feel like, what did I do wrong? What is wrong with me? How can I fix it? How can I make this person want me? Instead of thinking, how can I make myself want me? How can I make myself love me? You have to celebrate yourself. You have to be happy with yourself. You have to have hope in your heart that you're going to find someone who's going to love you just the way you deserve to be loved. It's not fair that that person that you were with was not able to give you all the love that you deserve. And it's not fair if that person made you feel like you didn't deserve the type of love that you wanted. We all deserve to be loved. And there's always going to be someone out there for us that's going to love us exactly the way we're meant to be loved. One thing I feel like that has made me feel better through breakups is that when you really think about it, for you to be able to love the way you did and to give your heart to someone that should give you hope because it means that you're capable of giving that heart to someone else. Like it should give you hope that you're capable of feeling so much and that someone out there is going to be so lucky to be able to get everything you have to offer. So for you to be able to love like that for one time, that means you'll be able to love someone like that again, for you to be able to feel all those feelings at one point, that means you you'll feel those feelings all over again with someone else. And that's okay. So I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and see how beautiful you are. I want you to remember how great you are, that you don't need anyone else to complete you because you can complete yourself. And that's the truth. I want you to become everything you've ever wanted to be while you move on from a relationship that just wasn't right for you. And deep down in your heart, you know, it wasn't right for you because if it was you, you, you guys wouldn't break up. It's not bad timing. It's just the wrong person. I want you to stop being negative and blaming yourself for why it didn't work out. It was not your fault. There is nothing wrong with you. You're perfect just the way you are. There was nothing you could have done better except that. Once you start focusing on loving yourself, you're going to begin to attract good energy and the right people will enter your life. When you least expect it, you will find a new love, a better love. But hopefully you're going to find it first with yourself. So (laughs) that's my segment on how to get through, um, a broken heart. So I hope you enjoyed that. This episode obviously wasn't just about going through a heartbreak. Um, so the next question is how has running daddy issues affected your actual dating life? You know, I feel like for me, daddy issues has been a blessing and a curse. It's been a blessing because Daddy Issues is literally the best thing that ever ever happened to me in my whole life. Daddy Issues has helped me find myself. I'm finally confident in who I am as a person. And I don't think I would have been here without the people, you know, all the fans that formed me into Daddy Issues and accepted me and without me taking a leap of faith into Daddy Issues. So I'm thankful, you know, to that. I mean, honestly, Daddy Issues is the only time that I finally felt like I belong somewhere and I fit in and... Like it was the only time that I was like, okay, with being who I am. And I've said this before, but I'm forever going to be thankful to all the people that believed in me in the beginning and followed me. So that's been a blessing. Um, the way that daddy issues has been a curse in my life, I would say mainly my dating life because who I pretend to be on the internet and who I am in real life, a lot of times can be completely two different people. I only show one side of me and a lot of times it's a more extreme side because it's my alter ego and I'm doing and saying things that we all wish we could say and do, but we're not. We would never do, I guess, in real life. And I feel like that injures me sometimes when it comes to dating because I feel like a lot of the time, good guys that I would want to date don't give me the benefit of the doubt or they make an assumption about who they think I am versus actually trying to get to know me. Yeah, I feel like sometimes guys write me off too quickly because they think I'm this really outspoken person or I'm going to call them out on social media if they do something to upset me. And that's actually not who I am. I don't, I'm not confrontational. I don't like drama. I think nothing but good things about everyone I've ever dated because I really do try to learn from every experience. And it does make me sad. It's kind of, it's kind of weird how you can be thriving in one area of your life and kind of not failing, but almost feels like I'm failing in another area of my life because of what I do for a living. But like, I would never trade being daddy issues for anything else, but it does suck when I feel like I don't get the benefit of the doubt or guys get the wrong idea with me or a perception of who I am without, you know, I wish they would just sit and ask me questions sometimes or really try to get to know me to see who I really am. You know, it's, it's almost like Seeing an actor on TV and assuming that whatever character he's playing on the show is who that person is in real life. That's not the case. And not only that, I feel like because I'm daddy issues, sometimes I attract the wrong guys. I attract guys who want to go out with me just so they can tell their friends they banged um daddy issues, or I attract the wrong guys because they like the idea of me or the perception of me. And they don't actually want to get to know me because that's not fun. You know, they don't want a real person. They just they just see like a cool girl. And um, obviously that hurts my feelings. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten DMs from guys saying, um, uh, my girlfriend, and I just broke up and I really want to make her jealous and she loves you. So can I take you on vacation to make her feel bad about herself? Like I've gotten so many DMs like that. Or like, can we go out so I can make my ex jealous or my current girlfriend jealous? And it's like, I'm holy shit. Like I'm a person. I'm in love too. I'm not just some object to be taken out and make someone else feel bad about themselves. A, I would never do that because I'm a girl's girl. But B, it's like, that's just mean. You know, I'll move on to something else. Um, It says, have you ever felt rejected? How did you deal with that? One time I did feel rejected and I wrote a little poem about it. So I wanted to read um, the poem. The poem is called a boy doesn't want me and it's the end of the world. And that's literally how I feel every time it doesn't work out with someone or I used to feel like that. Because like I said, you literally lose yourself in trying to figure out what you did wrong. And, and I wrote down in words how it made me feel. And this is the poem. It's on daddyisshoesla.com. It says, maybe if I was skinnier, if my hair was longer, maybe if I were her, would our love be stronger? Maybe if I was taller or even dyed my hair, would you say I'm beautiful? Would you even stop and stare? Maybe if I were a model and had that body that you liked, shaped just like a Coke bottle, then you'd never leave my sight. I'll change myself, just tell me how to act. I'll cast a spell on you so you're the one that I attract. I'll reignite the spark and make myself brand new. Will you love me then? Will I be good enough for you? I'll make myself more beautiful if that's what you desire. I'll be the woman that you want, down to the wire. I'm standing right in front of you, pretending to look tough, holding back the tears on why I'm not enough. Feeling so small, it's time to let you go. Remember to love myself. Remember to grow. I may not be enough for you, but I am enough for me. So this is my goodbye. It's time to set me free. So that's kind of how I feel sometimes when you feel rejected, you start to look at other girls and you're like, well, maybe if I looked like that, or maybe if I did this, or maybe if I was that, but the the day. You just have to accept that that person didn't want you. That's on him or her. And you just have to move on and you'll find someone that does want you. I got another question that says, I'm talking to this guy and um, I just saw what his ex-girlfriend looks like and that made me really insecure and I don't know how to feel about that. And listen, if you're going to sit there and compare yourself to every single girl out there, it's literally going to kill you. It's too hard you can't, there's always going to be someone that's prettier than you or smarter than you or funnier than you or richer than you. And you just have to know deep in your heart that what you have is unique and special enough. And I've said this before, like even with myself, I know that I will never be like the prettiest, the funniest, whatever, but I can be kind and I can be brave. and. I can be happy. And I think those qualities are more than enough, you know, from for myself. And for someone out there, it has to go more than just looks. If someone's only going out for you just for looks, then you don't want to be with that person anyway, because he, that person's always going to be shallow and finding someone else every two seconds. Someone's going to want to be with you for more than just your looks, for your personality, for your heart, for what you other things you have to offer and when they're going to look at you you're going to be the most beautiful person to them. Again, to that girl that felt insecure about the guy she's talking to, his ex-girlfriend. Obviously, she's his ex for a reason. It didn't work out for a reason. Don't look at her looks. If he's going for you for something, that means there's something about you that he likes. If you start to act insecure and compare yourself to his girlfriend, that's the only thing that's going to turn him off. Not because his ex may quote unquote be prettier than you. It's going to be because you acted insecure and those insecurities showed through. Another thing that people always ask me is how am I always so confident? A, I'm not always that confident. It's fake it till you make it. B, I kind of brushed about it in the beginning. It took me years to love myself and to not hate myself. I've only thought I was beautiful the past like four or five years. And I've only loved myself full actually love myself the past two years. So one, when some of people get upset with me that I'm too confident and they want to bring me down, I just want to say... What does it say about you that you feel the need to bring me down because you see me happy? Like focus on your own happiness, you know? Confidence is beautiful and you shouldn't make someone feel bad about themselves just so you can bring them up after you crush them down, you know? If I'm confident, let me be confident. Like, let me be happy for once in my life. B, on staying confident, I'll tell you this, what I've told to my friends. Confidence has nothing to do with how you look or what you have. Confidence has to come from within. This has happened to me before. I've gone out and I wore like a sexy ass dress and I looked pretty, but I felt insecure about something like the way my dress was fitting or something. And literally, because I felt so insecure, it showed. But I've had other days where I felt so confident that when I walk in the room, all eyes are on me. And I can walk in a room with the most beautiful girls in the room and all eyes will be on me because my confidence seeps through. And and one thing about confidence is that when people see that about you, they're all drawn to you and everyone wants to be around you. Everyone wants to understand how to be as confident as you. And one thing that's helped me in the past to be confident is once you realize that everyone else is just as insecure as you, you realize that you have nothing to be afraid of. Once I realized that people are just as insecure as me, I started walking around with the most confidence ever. And people envy that. And it was almost like, Dude, I'm j- like, I'm so insecure, but like, I'm telling you, it's like, just fake it till you make it. If you act confident, everyone else is going to want to be around you. Have you ever started dating someone and you, you start dating a guy and he talks about his girlfriend. Like she is the most beautiful thing to have ever walked on this earth. And then you finally find her and you Google her and her pictures. She seems like she's cute. She's average. She's whatever, but she's not like whatever you imagine in his head based on how this guy was talking about his ex. And I'll tell you what it is. That's because his ex was probably the most confident girl to ever walk this earth. And that's where I mean, where it comes from confidence versus actual like looks. So that girl must have constantly walked around and was like, you're so lucky to have me. You're welcome. I'm amazing. Always never showing her insecurity. So this guy always acting confident. And then the guy looked at her and he believed her and he was like, damn, I do have a prize on my hands. She is the most beautiful girl in the world. Why do we even want to look at anyone else when I'm so lucky to have this girl? And that's why a lot of times you date someone and they talk about their ex like, she was the most amazing thing in the world because she believed it and she made him believe it. And that's confidence, ladies and gentlemen. So you're welcome. I guess last question before I wrap it up is, If you could go back and give the old Violet advice about life and dating, what would it be? I guess it would be talk to your friends. Don't hold in all of your pain. You don't always have to be strong for everyone else. People will understand if you have to break down and cry. And that just because you've had a few bad experiences in your life, it doesn't mean that everyone wants to hurt you. You're going to end up putting so many walls up that eventually no one's going to bother trying to break through them. Also, I would tell her to let go of your ex sooner. He doesn't love you. Love is meant to be easy. And this isn't it. And deep down, I feel like you know that, Violet. I wrote this thing for my younger self. Is that for so many years, my younger self was looking for love in the wrong places, like for my ex. So I thought the only way to know my worth and to feel loved is only this one specific person loved me. And I wrote this that, you know, You spend so much time thinking that people don't love you until one day you realize that they're all trying. You just don't know what it feels like. So you were so busy chasing all the wrong love that you didn't even notice that everyone around you loves you. And I think that's a really great thing. And I agree with that. I mean, even recently when I was feeling down, when after I bought my house and I felt so stressed, I I think I accidentally did what I used to do where I pushed everyone away And I just want to focus on my sorrow and say how no one cares about me. When in reality, so many people cared about me. I just forgot what love feels like. And I almost, I think I almost just wanted to be the victim. and feel bad for myself. But all these people around me wanted to be there for me. They wanted to help me. And thankfully, I'm in such a better place again. And all thanks to my friends and my loved ones. And even even though I would say all of this to my younger self, I am so thankful that I feel like I've learned a lot um from my growth it may have been slower than what i wanted it to be but it happened and i'm thankful for it so anyway you guys even though i had so many other questions as you can tell i answer them very slowly i hope whatever we talked about today and also you getting to know me a little bit and helped you understand me a little bit better if you want me to do more of these q a's or just do one-on-one um topic where it's just me talking and giving advice let me know send me a DM, email me and um, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast, Too Tired To Be Crazy and write a nice review, take a screenshot of it and then DM it to me and I'll make sure to respond to it. And yeah, let me know if you want to hear more of episodes like this. Thank you so much for listening. And um, I hope you love this podcast as much as I love it. And I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.